Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons. So if you would like to support us, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. Um, if you can't afford monetary donations, we are also at facebook.com slash TTO pod. Uh, and if you would share us around and give us five star ratings on whatever podcast you're into, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. It's Don. Uh, just want to let you know we have a new affiliate with CW Spirits. It's an online uh, liquor store, and if you go and buy something from them, go and use our code TTOPOD at checkout, and you'll receive a 5% discount. Uh, we do ask that you drink responsibly. If you're trying to keep up with the two drink minimum episodes that we have, and you're out of liquor, uh, definitely go to CW Spirits. Again, use our code TTOPOD in the checkout, and you'll receive a 5% discount. Uh, thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. If living in the 80s taught me anything, if it's bad, it must be Satan. Fucking drop trow and be king of the fucking like castle for the rest of your high school with career. To assert dominance. Yes, literally. <laughs> Welcome in. Yeah. Uh, uh, hi. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Sorry, there was a video of a frog. I want you to leave that whole long pause in because I saw you click it and I didn't know what I was going to say. <laughs> but then I looked at him and I was like, no, I got it. <laughs> there was a video of a frog on a really hot day getting into a bottle cap full of water. And it was I very that video. important. I thought it it's was a good a, video. You sure it wasn't a frog skydiving naked? You ever seen that one video where the dog is like caught in between the fence and the wall? Yeah, yeah, that's a good video uh-huh. too. And the, there was that one where the 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 like it's a, it's a big rotund boy and he's stuck between uh in the chocolate pipe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He's stuck between the bed and the wall, and he oh, like yes. won't walk backwards, but also doesn't have enough room to turn around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's just a poor big boy. And he's stuck. Those are human beings that you're making fun of. Yeah, they are. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody to Two Towns Over. Uh, Satanic Sundays continues, much to Josh's chagrin. And uh, listen, it's fine. This week we are finally back on track, and uh, we're back to another deep dive. Um, we hope you enjoyed our little um, tangent where we we visited the '80s. But I wonder what the last time I said my name on this podcast was. I got to keep it up a little bit just in case like people are coming in new, you know? <laughs> well, at least you're not over here with poopy butthole man or whatever he calls himself. Um, I was a plump qu- quadruped for a while. You yes. were like, uh, I don't even remember either. Yeah, he was changing it every week or every episode. Sluts McGee, I think, was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Clown stick McFuck nuts. That was That's one of a them. good one. That That's was a good one. one. Yeah, That's yeah, one of my favorites. That was a good one. So, um... So yeah, so we're getting back to a D. I'm Don. Did we say that already? No. no. That's why I was wondering. I was like, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I actually said that my name was Ruben on this podcast. 
for new people. Normally, I'm just eldritch or angelical yeah. or biblical uh-huh. in some way. Yeah, uh, you're so- somehow accurate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or inaccurate. I'm like a. I'm like a scripturally inaccurate representation of lust. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm Josh, aka an untrustworthy dog. Okay. <laughs> nice. So <laughs> I've I've had it in my pocket this whole time. I finally got to take it out. So this week we like I said, <laughs> now that is an untrustworthy dog. <laughs> we are getting back on track. <laughs> you said that and my ears started ringing. <laughs> Like it started echoing in my ear. <laughs> it's weird. So this week uh, we're back on track and uh, we're heading back to the '60s and uh, we're going to discuss Anton Lavey today, the founder of the Church of Satan. <laughs> Who's kind of fucking weird. He is. He's like a dork. He is. He's. Is he? Is he pretend to have a magic duel on the steps of a cathedral no, dork? No, 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 no. He's very much not that kind of dork. Gotcha. He's very much like. <laughs> and then kill the man. Yeah. I I never want our audience to forget that the only wizard duel we've ever ever talked about was won <laughs> by a Sparta kick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Anton Lavey was the kind of guy he described his mom at one point as a Liberty gibbet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what a Liberty gibbet is. That's exactly what it sounds like, Don. He's like an... It's a will-o'-the-wisp, a clown. Edgy... How do you solve a problem like, like Maria? Sophomore in high school atheist yes. who's no. smarter the than The amazing you. atheist on yeah. YouTube. He was Josh. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, listen, he just I never was grew bad. out of it. I was bad, but I was not I wasn't that great. bad. I wasn't that bad. I I think that the quintessential bad atheist is the ang- I think he was the angry atheist and now he's the amazing atheist on YouTube. I've never watched his content. I guess I wasn't angry enough. Uh, I saw exactly no, I I wasn't either. I watched it as part of it was like this thing I was learning about atheism and like wondering like what it actually was because like uh-huh. I had been raised, you know, Christian to yeah. a Catholic school since pre K and so on. Um, so I did not know what, like, I knew atheism meant that you didn't believe the same things that I believed, but I did not know what those things were. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I was going through and I was just looking up anything I could about it. And there was an article or a different video that was more my speed, uh, talking about how. Yeah, it's fine to not believe the things that other people believe as long as you're not a whole dick about it. Like this guy, and it, <laughs> it showed that. And so I looked up a couple of his videos, and he is a dick, or he was when I was, you know, in the 2010s or whatever. Yeah. He's a fuck nut. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he grew out of that or not. He was like in his 20s or 30s, maybe. See, here's my thing about atheists: if you don't believe in God, okay, whatever, I don't care. But at the same time, I don't like atheists who insult people who do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. That's that guy. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, Sorry about that. I did burn my tongue in the middle of that sentence. So Scooby Snacks. That hurt. Uh huh. <laughs> so the mere mention of Anton Lavey conjures images of dark rooms, black candles, and debauchery. To some, he's the ultimate... No, it conjures images of him being, like, a fucking nerd. For me, it conjures images of a man in... When was he? 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm imagining somebody who's dressed like Alan Turing in that... The Turing... The 
what was it, the fucking movie where yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch was yeah, in it uh-huh. with the pants with the cleat the shit in it. Um, just spar- just fully drop kicking a man off of a set of stairs. <laughs> like, <laughs> another man who looks very like himself. You're, you're picturing Doctor Strange. Uh, literally, <laughs> yes. I'm picturing Doctor Strange pre powers. Yup. <laughs> oh my god! It's more like if Jafar was bald. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah. The animated Jafar. Yeah, the animated Jafar. If he was bald and dressed like Benedict Cumberbatch on a casual Tuesday, like yeah. that guy. <laughs> so, to some, Levey is the symbol of free will, the ultimate symbol of free will. And Anton he- Levey tucks his fucking t-shirt into his underwear. Like I don't. <laughs> That's wanna... the shit I'm talking about. Like nerd. <laughs> But to others, he is the epitome of evil. Like, I'm a nerd, but I mean, like, like I'm a nerd, parentheses, disambiguation. He's a nerd, parentheses, derogatory. Yes. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Is that's, a nerd, disambiguation. But yes, that is who I am picturing. Yes. Personality-wise, that's who he reminds me of. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but to others, he's, yeah. Today, we're going to try and separate myth from reality. He, that's, that was Anton LeVay? Yes. Okay. He, yeah, yeah, the guy that played Napoleon Dynamite. That was Anton. Yeah. No, no, no. The he person that I just got shown. Um, he looks like in my... His face at that time, just there, looked like literally... Oh, man. Okay, how do I even get this idea out with words? Okay, so like Sonic Autism. You know what I'm talking about, Josh. Sure. Like Sonic OCs and shit. That attitude towards that. But, but for Satan, does that make sense? Like he's yeah. like an autistic goth, basically. Yeah, literally, like head. Yes, that's the equi- look. Show Josh that picture. I know he's seen it before, but yeah, yeah, he looks like if the lead singer of Disturbed tucked his <laughs> t-shirt into his underwear. Yeah, but like- that's not even. That's like cute nerd. I'm talking like <laughs> he, he's like okay. Y'all know the cringy nerd if if you were in high school and you are under the age of 35 and you know, you know the fucker I'm talking about. It's the kid who's wearing a headband from Naruto Uh at school. It's the kid who's got a Sonic fucking beanie on. All the time, who's wearing cat mittens at school? Yeah, that yeah, motherfucker, yeah. the kid that but wore the clip-on tail to lunch. Yes, <laughs> yes, like the furries, but worse. Yeah, like goth. Like, but that's their thing. It's not that they are a furry and also goth. It is that their furriness is gothness. Does yeah, that uh-huh. it is intrinsically that cringy, like that. So today we're going to try and separate myth from reality, which is not so easy to do with Levey, as he was instrumental. In most of his mythology. And I'm not saying that furries are bad, but you I am. you are cringy. I am. I mean, that's fine. Don't be a furry. <laughs> probably, probably he's right, though. Like, <laughs> probably stop. <laughs> Next week, we'll discuss the Church of Satan, which is LeVay's lasting legacy to the world. And finally, we'll also discuss the Satanic Temple, the modern version of the Church of Satan, and see why the Satanic Temple wants nothing to do with its predecessor. And if you're a Satanic furry, then... You know what? You know what? You're good. That's again. fine. Yeah, you've come full circle. You've goaded and it. You're cool somehow. Now. I don't like. <laughs> you're you're goaded. Yeah, yeah. Go with the sauce. So Anton, Anton, but like it. like a furry that like is a goat. Uh huh. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And they're eating barbecue. 
And yeah. <laughs> they're goaded with the sauce. sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Anton LaVey was born on April 11th, 1930 in Chicago, Illinois as Howard Stanton LaVey. His parents- My dad's name is Howard. No yeah. way! Oh, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now I'm imagining that Howard Wallowitz from Big Bang is <laughs> Anton LaVey. And I think that's so closer. so much more sense. I think that's closer. It makes <laughs> so much more sense that he grew up being called Howard. So, Howard! <laughs> so real quick, before we go any further, I need to address where the majority of this information about Anton LaVey that I got came from. Um, it came from the ether. It came from the book, The Secrets of a Satanist. Oh, yeah? Yeah, give me just a second. I got to find the fucking... For some there reason, it is. the sound of silence just popped into my head. <laughs> the Secret of secret Life of a Satanist. <laughs> but the Disturbed cover. By... <laughs> <laughs> the Secret yeah. Life of a Satanist by Blanche Barton. And it's important that I state this because... Blanche Barton. Blanche Barton was... LeVay's assistant and actually became his wife towards the end. Ah. Mm -hmm. So everything that I say today that came from this book, you need to take it with like a deer lick size or a salt lick. You want size. a salt block for this yeah, one. Yeah, just yeah. sit there and just keep licking because there's a understand lot. he's like a cult leader, literally. No, or... he was more like he would I would put him more as a snake oil salesman. Okay, so if he's like a con artist, oh, basically. Yeah. It just remember every con artist and the people who support them always lie. It is never the truth. It's always a lie. Right. It's always bigger than life. It's just so just that grain of salt. The same one you would use for Trump. His father, a Georgian immigrant by the name of George, and his mother, uh of Gertrude, of it was of his mother wow, of George Ukrainian from Georgia is almost as catchy as Julie from Yuli. <laughs> now this is actually Georgia's. Uh, yeah, it is, it Georgia is. is the the Russian country of Georgia, and yeah, 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 yeah His yeah. mother was from Ukraine. Her name was Gertrude. Yeah. So uh, they became U.S. Did, citizens in 1900. Did y'all know that I used to want to have a daughter and name it her Gertrude? Her yeah? Gertrude. Mm -hmm. Her. I would like to name her oh, okay. Gertrude. I used to want to. Yeah. Her, her, her Gertrude? Her Gertrude? That's her Gertrude. a fucking Scandinavian-ass name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> oh, Dad, my name is Her Gertrude. So wow. <laughs> that was good. My <laughs> mom convinced me that I didn't want to do that because she hated that name. We would have called her Gertie. That's what I said! <laughs> <laughs> my so, mom was like, ew. All right. So shortly after Anton's <laughs> I birth... Can see, I can see Julie from Julie. <laughs> uh -huh. So shortly Save after... you, just like that. Shortly after Anton's birth, they moved from Chicago to San Francisco. The two tried to raise young Tony, as he was called as a child, with good middle-class values without forcing any specific religious dogma on him. What's his name again? Howard something? Howard Stanton LeVay. Howard Stanton LeVay. So like, that's where, where the he fuck gets is Tony? Anton. Tony came from Stanton, the, the T-O-N ah, Tony. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Just like how you could have been calling me Ben this whole time, but that would have been stupid. Yeah. I never even... Fucking considered. My mom considered that when I was already grown. She was like, wow. I was like out of high school and we were just hanging out one day and she was like, we could, I was, we're talking about names. Uh huh. Um, cause I used to not like mine. I still kind of don't, but it's also the correct one. Yeah, sure. Um, and I was just thinking, like, you know, what would we call me? And I was like, I don't really want to legally change my name or nothing, but this one don't fit right. Um, probably cause I wasn't 30 yet, but it, 
I don't know. It was like she was like, you know, we could have been calling you Ben, and that didn't even occur to me until you were like a like late teens, and so I never yeah. said anything. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but then it's been like what British people call trash cans. No, it would be more like calling Richard Dick. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, or William. Bill. Because where are you getting? You know what I'm saying? Richard and Dick don't. They're not even it's like close. I don't get where William and Bill come from. Well, Billiam. Um, I don't either. Okay. So we're still in the first <laughs> paragraph here. Okay, good. So yeah, they watch me work. They didn't want to. Uh, they raised him with good. Uh, they tried to raise young Tony, as he was called, with good middle class values, without forcing any specific religious dogma on him. <gasps> Satanists. By the age of seven, young Tony became obsessed with stories of the supernatural and the occult. When he had a hard time understanding what he was reading, Tony would reach out to his maternal grandmother, who was supposedly of Romanoff descent. She would tell him tales of Transylvania and the superstitions of the region. Romanov, like gypsy. I was trying oh, to be politically I correct, but no, I thought you meant a family. No, uh, maybe Romani is what it's Romani. Romani. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So not really gelling with his peers in school, Tony soon began assuming the personalities of the people he read about in his research. He dropped the name Howard as he felt that it didn't really fit well with his personality. And at the age of 10, he changed his middle name to Xandor. <laughs> Come on now. Yes. So, yes, he's that kid in high school who would be like, actually, I want everyone to start calling me Xandor now. <laughs> there is. This so... was 10. He was 10 years old at this point. Wow. Good. Okay. Yeah. He's that kid in elementary school. It's yeah. like, actually, I want everyone to start calling me Xandor now. <laughs> So uh, don't let kids change their names legally unless <laughs> like it's like real, real dire. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. So, yeah, he changed his middle name to Zandor to honor a relative of, from his Romanian heritage. Mm. Since he didn't have a highly religious background thrust upon him by his parents, he began researching the darker side of the occult. This in the 60s? No, that this time, uh, this would have been the 1940s. 1940. Dog, he's got, he's got a dungeon master vibes yeah at 10 years old in the 40s yeah fuck off <laughs> xandor is the perfect in boss of a dungeon by the way xandor was spelled s-z-a-n-d-o-r that's the final boss of the game yeah <laughs> that's <Yep>. a dragon <laughs> you gotta put some extra fucking consonants in there for a dragon <laughs> So, um, by the age of 12, he was studying anything he could find on the subject, and according, <laughs> to, according to his biography, was bored by it all. My name is Bill, spelled S-X-G-I-H-L-B. <laughs> uh, he felt that the books he was reading, the ones supposedly thought to be the most important books on the subject, sorely lacking. After reading Dr. William Wesley Cook's Practical Lessons in Hypno Hypnotism, LeVay supposedly immediately was able to apply its lessons with great success. Nope. <laughs> when discussing his childhood research, LeVay recalled, I looked through the grimoires and all I saw was junk. Casting circles to protect yourself? When I started devising my own rituals, out of the frustration with all I'd seen, I shaped a glowing pentacle to attract these forces. Now, despite not really fitting in with the children, I'm sorry, I'm reading like I forgot that the quotation mark ended. Sorry. <laughs> so was he. 
Grimoire? Yeah, he used the phrase grimoire. Yeah. He was... How old when he wrote that? Oh, he was an adult at that point. Okay, all right, okay, sure. This was him recollecting. Like, I searched the grimoires and I found naught but trash. (laughs) Now, despite not really fitting in with the children his age, LeVay had no problem making friends, and his house was always full of kids waiting to see what Tony would come up with next. He would organize mock military orders and secret societies, but he would get frustrated when the other boys broke character or lost interest. Oh, that doesn't sound like a, that doesn't sound like something a neurodivergent person would do at all. No. So um, Levey didn't find his inability to fit in an issue, stating, "I never was a rebel because I never, I was never a part of anything to rebel against. Oh I was my God. never accepted by groups in the first place." So Tony's musical training. It's like he heard the term rebel without a cause and he was like, well, I don't want to be that either. I'm not even that. Yeah. I'm I'm just without a cause. I'm not a rebel. I just have no cause. Except fuck Christianity. How do y'all know how to do that voice? <laughs> it's just kind of make it nasal. I... It's you did it I'm when you said read the grimoire. stuffed up right now. Yeah, but you guys do it so quickly. It's, it's I've been doing. Voices. We all have it within us. Yes. It's a white people. There's thing. A, there's an inner geek in you. You just have to find it. I'm just That's imitating just Mandark from the Ruben. Dexter cartoon. Oh, true. <laughs> 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 so Tony's musical training began early. After entering the music store at the age of five and amazingly picking out a tune on a harp, fuck off. His parents realized no. his musical abilities and left musical avenues open I, to him. If it was Stairway to Heaven, <laughs> and then and then the guy comes around the corner and points at the sign that says "No Stairway to Heaven." Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the forties or in the thirties? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At yes. five, it would be nineteen thirty-five. Yeah. And there's a wind on down the road. <laughs> It'd be ragtime back then. Yeah. There's ah, a it's, got a, it's got a big band thing going on. He's looking that up right now. <laughs> ragtime. Rag oh, rag sure. Stairway to heaven. Postmodern jukebox. I, I dare you to tell me that postmodern jukebox <laughs> has not done that. I, I fucking just, dare you. <laughs> I was literally expecting to see those words. Um, <laughs> I bet it slapped, too. <laughs> oh, true, dude. All postmodern jukebox kicks ass. So, uh. supposedly, he learned to play many instruments, but was drawn primarily to the keyboard because of its versatility. Again, according to his biography, I'm going to be saying this a lot. Uh-huh. According to his biography, LeVay went on to become second oboist. It's even s- better. What? Bakyar. Or Bajkar. I don't really know how to say that. It has a version. Um, Let me pause. But also the Ragtime Ramblers. Uh, The postmodern jukebox people? No. Stayway to Heaven. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Yeah. Journey was Don't Stop Believing. Thank you. Jesus Christ. No, he didn't sing any songs. Yeah, he did. Of course he did. He was a... He sang Amazing Grace. No. Yeah, he wrote Amazing Grace. That wasn't written until much later. He probably (laughs) sang songs in Yiddish. Um, (laughs) Anyways, so... You think that's that's a joke? That is very possible. All right, so getting back on track. According to his biography, LeVay went on to become second oboist in the San Francisco Ballet Orchestra at the age of 15. The only person I ever knew who played oboe was a juggalo. (laughs) <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, bud. They're fucking pulling up to the Juggalo 
carnival meeting, whatever the fuck they called their shit. The gathering of the jugglers. The, the gathering, yeah, yeah, pulling up to the gathering with a fucking oboe. <laughs> so at the age of nine, Tony went to the 1939-1940 World's Fair in San Francisco. Also, with the grain, with the massive grain of salt that you told me to take all of this with, he said he was second oboist, so I'm assuming he was like fifth he, he could play the oboe yeah, yeah. He, he'd learned oboe briefly and he had four chairs he just like sitting in the second one yeah. at his house. <laughs> he's so. like if i sit in the first one no one will believe me right so he went to the world's fair in 1939 1940 though he was just a schoolboy. again this all comes from his biography he dressed in adult looking hats and jackets and according to his biography he walked around the fair unattended and was never questioned no. Nope. Oh, so he's the kid that you know wore like a suit to yeah. I will eighth believe, grade. Right. I will believe that because for a, up until I was almost a teenager, I wanted to dress just like my father, and uh-huh. you've met him. Yeah. He, the way he dresses for a play is the same as for work and oh, also yeah. sometimes church. So like... I wanted tucked in anything with a belt. I still, if I wear belt loops, I still have to have a belt on. Like, yeah, yep, yeah. You know, I feel that. Mm-hmm. But I like, used to wear like long socks and shit because my dad did. Yeah, all that type. But yeah. like, I've never updated my wardrobe since I like stopped wearing jeans. Yeah, same. so all of like I have two belts and one of them is a dress belt and the other one has like a seat belt buckle and rasta colors because i bought it when i was 15 <laughs> actually that's fuck I like <laughs> that. the fact that you can still wear a belt that you bought when you were 15 really pisses me off i'm so sorry it's only been only been like 10 years for him still. it's been 11 years for me that's don't remind me that that's so, been that long <clears throat> um so was, yeah hey bud i was 15 15 years ago it's hey hot. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, only on Tuesdays. But 32 years ago. Turns to dust before our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking, like the guy in uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, that yeah. drinks from the cup. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's he me. He chose poorly. poorly. So, it was a, a court, uh, so it was this event that was supposedly lead LeVay to his disillusionment with Christianity. <laughs> I don't want to go. And his turn towards <laughs> Satanism. According to LeVay, he managed to sneak his way into the Sally Rand's nude ranch, where topless women would spin lassos and throw horseshoes for the entertainment of men. Tony was able to Great. watch. Yeah. What? How fun. Exactly. Well, they were na- <laughs> this was the 1939. Okay, true. Yeah, that's like. This that's was, was back was where if you too. saw an ankle. Yeah, you only saw titties drawn. <clears throat> yeah. I was going to say, too, like. I believe that a, an eight-year-old at a fair would be left alone in 1938 or whatever. Yeah, Like, nobody gave a shit about he, kids. He's going to get married in like a year and a half. In <laughs> fact, I'll say this. Nobody gave a shit about... The, okay, people viewed children as their literal property up until like the 70s yeah. or later. So, um, Tony was able to watch for almost 20 minutes before someone ushered him away. He passed it off as saying they thought I was a midget. Because Yikes. Of course, yeah. So Tony was. Uh, yeah. I I don't know, man. He was in the when he did was he nine? Yeah. Yeah. In the thirties. Yeah. yeah. So like again, it's also the thirties, and midget didn't really become bad until the two thousands. Yeah. So I can't. And he died in nineteen eighty. So mm-hmm. most of this he would have. I can't fault somebody for using like for later using the word that would have been appropriate That's in their time. Fair. Yeah. You know. 
So like that's when I read if I read shit from the nineties that's calling kids retards, I'm not gonna get offended because that's the literal word that like doctors and shit had yeah. were using right because simple had become t- bad and now we're using neurodivergent because mentally challenged became bad because retard became bad because so on and so forth so it'll just keep happening like that so an older friend of tony's uh pulled the same stunt and was able to get away with it but spotted his sunday school teacher as one of the nude girls LaVey stated that this knowledge was the turning point in his views on Christianity. You know what? That would fucking do it, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's fair. So, okay, and this... (sighs) He saw his fucking Sunday school teacher. Working at what is basically a Western-themed brothel. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that that would fuck you up. Uh (laughs) So, this next paragraph is the reason for that salt lick. Okay. This was the the paragraph. Oh, all this supernatural shit he's been doing so far isn't mm, enough? No. This this is what made me go, this book is a bunch of bullshit. He uh-huh. literally fell one kid short of, I was two kids in a trench coat and they left me alone. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> So when Tony reached high school and was forced to go to gym class, he felt contempt for all the towel-snapping, fun-loving jocks he was forced to interact with. Oh, fucking goody. But there was another reason Tony didn't like gym class. You see, Tony was very self-conscious about the fact that he was extremely well endowed. Fuck off. <laughs> no. And I, I mean, you know what? Maybe. Maybe. I will grant you maybe. Probably not, though. <laughs> if it's coming from him, definitely not. Yeah. As such, he felt uncomfortable undressing in front of the other less blessed boys in his class. Oh, my fucking God. Also, if that's not how that works... If you are self-conscious because you look around and you see all the other boy dicks and they're not as big as your boy dick, that's going to give you... Big dick energy. Big dick energy. (laughs) And you're going to fucking drop trow and be king of the fucking castle for the rest of your high school career. To assert dominance. Yes. Literally. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Oh. uh, So, where'd it go? LeVay even stated that once he received... This is a group of people who traditionally is like, Coach, the cup is too tight. Well, then, no, it isn't, you idiot. No, it isn't. So he even stated that once he he once received a note to excuse him from the gym, and he would spend his gym time with other non-athletic boys in the school nurse's office. And any time he complained about an ailment, he was instructed by the nurse to take off his pants. The nurse would turn around to give him privacy, but LeVay noticed... that she was always sneaking peeks at his veiny love snake in her nope. in her fuck. purse mirror, <laughs> pretending to inspect her lipstick. No, the fuck. <laughs> I'm not gonna deny that adults would do some shit like that. I'm Josh, aka Veiny Love Stick. <laughs> I just put that because I didn't want to. It's Veiny Love Snake, and that's me. Biblically accurate <laughs> Veiny Love Snake. Um... Oh wait, 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 wait. That was not a direct quote. No. From you him. wrote Vaney Love Snake. I wrote Vaney Love Snake. Because oh, okay. I was listening to the uh, Time Suck on Anton LaVey. Uh-huh. And when Dan Cummins read a, started talking about this, he re- every sentence it was Anton LaVey and his donkey dick. Anton LaVey and his, you know, <laughs> love hog. It was just over. It just all these different metaphors. I had to come up with something different. So I, I Vaney have, Love Snake. Oh, excuse me. I have large hands. <laughs> There's nothing wrong down there. There's nothing wrong down there. Um, 
So add this to the fact that at 11 or 12, he had an extra vertebrae <laughs> uh, removed. Excuse me. I'm actually uh, uh, fucking hung. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peyton. He You're had, welcome. <laughs> he had an extra vertebrae removed from his end, from the end of his spine, which formed a prehensile tail. No. <laughs> a condition that occurs in about one in every 100,000 births. I don't even know if they do that for people anymore. <laughs> they are 19- in that time, in oh. that time. Though he was considered freaky a uh, freak by his classmates, Tony considered himself Huh? Yes. Tony considered himself an island of sanity surrounded this is a quote, an island of sanity surrounded by the noise and savagery of Cretan like teenagers constantly charged up with energy repressed at home. In nineteen forty five, at the age of fifteen, one of LeVay's uncles was hired as a civilian engineer to rebuild airstrips for the army in Germany. The uncle had been recently divorced but had been given a family visa. His uncle invited him along, and LeVay accompanied him in his wife's absence. And it was on this trip that LeVay saw confiscated Nazi Schauerfilmen, which is German for horror films. The interpreter Ah. explained that the films were more than fictional accounts, but rather symbolic or thinly veiled portrayals of an occultist Nazi mindset. Rumors the Nazis were heavy oh, into yeah. occult shit. Like we have to do an episode oh, on all of their specific occult shit. One time, like yeah, I've seen the documentary the, where they're looking the for the um, the Ark of the Covenant, and then there was another one yeah. where they were looking for the, the Holy Grail. But like there was this like American archaeologist. They realized they had to go to Camelot and decided not to because it's a very silly place. Yes. Well, no, this American archaeologist stopped it all. You don't. Uh, I don't know that story. You don't. Are you being serious? You don't know what yes. I'm talking about. Are you talking about Indiana fucking Jones? Yes. Oh, well, yeah, I know that that's the <laughs> plot of Indiana Jones. I, I thought you were like fucking. <laughs> wow. It took me a second too, but I, I was like, <laughs> no. And you could tell me anything about the Nazis and I would believe it. Uh, one of them found the Tesseract, and became the Red Skull. Did he? Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. In the documentary known as Thor the Dark World. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. Actually, it was Captain America, the first Avenger. Where he found it? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because the Dark World was the ether. You're right. Thor the first one was also not Nazis. Yeah, it was. It was Hydra, I guess. No, that was was Captain America. Yeah, I am. Thor never dealt with the Nazis. I guess he didn't. No. In the movies. Yeah. In the comics, they all did. Yeah. Because that was the time for the Nazi times. But But rumors of a black order of Satan worshippers as an integral part of the Third Reich could not help but fuel LeVay's interest. So I guess in the documentary Captain America, the the first Avenger, the joke's less funny now. (laughs) (laughs) Now, in his reading, Tony discovered three men he considered were truly applying the devil's tools to their benefit. Rasputin, Cagliostro, Ra-Ra, hold on, Rasputin, Cagliostro, and uh, Nostradamus? No. Damn it. Uh, Sir Basil Zarahoff. Yeah, you wouldn't have gotten that one. <laughs> you could have guessed all fucking day, bud. Who the, who the fuck? <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, just the whole name Basil like you just are... makes me think of Austin Powers. <laughs> Basil. Yeah. See, it's... I think it's faulty powers. It's uh... like you said Tignataro to me. I was like, who the f- What? <laughs> that was a fucking deep pull on its own, too, because, yeah. like... 
People have seen Tig Notaro, but nobody knows who the fuck she is. No, yeah. no. So she gave me one of my best lines of defense, though, against. Uh... <sighs> I'm actually surprised you know who Tig Notaro That's, is. I love stand up. Yeah, I mean, everybody who loves stand up knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tig Notaro, notoriously uh, mistaken for a man. All the time. So what she started doing is when people would be like, sir, she would turn around and do the exact same thing to them. Mm -hmm. And so now I do that Mm -hmm. because I have very long hair and feminine hips. So (laughs) from behind at work, all the time somebody will be like, excuse me, ma'am. And I'll turn around and be like, yes, ma'am. How can I help you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh Rasputin was born Gregory Effenvich. Uh, fuck all these stupid was name he... changes. No, I have a question about Rasputin. Was he the lover of the Russian queen? He was. Yes. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a shame how he carried on, really. Yeah. He yeah, in 1871 in Petronovsky, <laughs> Siberia. When he, he did... didn't even get it, he didn't catch it, I don't no, think. I didn't. It's 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 an old disco song. It's a disco song. It got like weirdly popular again (laughs) for TikTok. Yeah, Yeah. I don't recognize it. It, It's in Fortnite. Lover of the Russian Queen. I don't know the rest of it. It was a shame how he carried on. There you go. Don't know. It's Um, because of the violins. Yeah. Uh huh. It's also uh, Rasputin was the big bad in the third Kingsman movie that was like a prequel that was not a good movie. Wow. Was he not also the bad guy in the Anastasia cartoon? Yes. Okay. Yes, he was. He had like a rat and he would be headless sometimes. Yeah, there was this whole like really shitty fight at the end of not the Kingsman, but the King's Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was so bad. Like I love. I even like Kingsman Golden Circle. I want to watch the. I want to watch the the American Cowboy one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's the Golden Circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into that. (laughs) Fucking funny. I'm into that. Yeah, it's a good contrast. It's a great contrast. If you put Channing Tatum's stupid fucking face in a movie, I'm gonna laugh at it every single time. (laughs) He, he, He does look like an idiot. He's so stupid. It's so funny. <laughs> He's just I a love, big dumb idiot. I love that he was smart enough to to do that. Yes. For us. You know what For I mean? Me For me. <laughs> Channing Tatum. <laughs> I fucking love him. Like Mad Damon. He's probably done something terrible, uh, and I'm gonna be like audio clipped for saying how much I love Channing Tatum. For sure, but his big dumb face awful. is great. He's so funny looking in the best way. Like uh, he's like Benedict Cumberbatch, funny looking, kind of like yes. in that same vibe of like it's, you're weird looking, but I like it. I almost like I don't. I almost don't even want to spoil this because it's just the funniest thing about Channing Tatum is when suddenly Channing Tatum. Yeah. And so, like, Kat and I were watching um, Bullet Train, which is fucking hilarious. Please watch Bullet Train. Um, is that on Netflix? Or... Yes. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. You specifically, Don. It, it has the same director as uh, Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. Yeah, it was Dave, also the Dave director Leach. of John Wick. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. I did yes. not know that. Very fucking funny. Bullet Train is maybe the best, like, action comedy since Deadpool 2. It's, um, it's so good. I'm ready for another good one. Me too. It's been it's, too long. It's fucking hilarious the whole it has the dude from kick-ass 
that uh, played Kickass. Michael, Cer- no, no. Oh, I know who you're talking about though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking hilarious. So fucking God, that I was wondering when that guy was gonna but come back. Also, just at one point, like uh, Brad Pitt is talking to somebody that's behind a newspaper, and the newspaper come down, comes down, and it's fucking Channing Tatum, and I just lost my shit because just suddenly Channing Tatum, yep. <laughs> and he's like, "Is this about sex stuff?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, Channing Tatum." <laughs> It's always about Have you seen sex. Stuff. Aaron Taylor Johnson yeah. is uh-huh. that guy's so name. So you seen the scene where he's doing the Fortnite dances? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's that's what I mean. Is Channing Tatum understands what's so funny about his face, mm-hmm. and when it's just suddenly on it's your screen, it always unexpectedly. Looks so serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says the dumbest shit. I love him. Dumb, dumb guy, serious face. Yeah, best yeah, yeah. archetype. It's like he's always trying so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I, 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 thank Channing you for Tatum. listening to two Channing Tatum's over. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're just going to turn this into a Channing, Channing Tatum simp podcast. <laughs> so, when Rasputin joined a religious sect in 1904 called the Pleisty, <laughs> it's just a picture of him on a red carpet. He's not even doing anything. So dumb. I love him. God. <laughs> he adopted the philosophy shared by the Marquis de Sade, sin that you may be forgiven. <laughs> At night, in the woods outside his village, he would gather young girls around the fire with him, telling them a part of... A part of... Yeah, telling it's them... because he always has stripper face. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Sorry, Marquis de Sade. <laughs> <laughs> At night in the woods outside his village, he would gather young girls around the fire with him, telling them a particle of the supreme being is incarnated in me. Only through me can you hope to be saved in the manner of your salvation is this. It's basically telling them this is yeah, uh, Marquis de, or, uh, Z- Z- Rasputin. Oh. Rasputin, gotcha. Yeah. What is Ant- uh, Howard's middle name right now? Zandor. Zandor, thank yeah. you. Um. Count Alex. Oh wait, I'm sorry. You must be united with me in the soul and body. Count Alexander Cagliostro claimed to be five thousand five hundred and fifty-seven years old. A friend of the <clears throat> Queen of Sheba, Cleopatra, and a score of other powerful women in history. Mm-mm. This 18th-century magician said he had learned powerful secrets of performing miracles, curing ailments, and prolonging life through these intimate associations from his past. I'm Josh, aka an 18th-century magician. Yes. <laughs> but it was Sir Basil Zarahoff that became Sir a Basil <laughs> that became the main focus in LeVay's life. I'm sorry, I was doing um a dictate and it came up as the vase life. It's ba- LeVay's life. Ba- ba- Basil whom? Basil uh Zarahoff. Zarahoff, okay. Um so much so that years later LeVay opened his book, The Satanic Witch. Uh, with a homage to Zarahoff. As one who knew how to use the power of women to his advantage. I'm sorry, what? Where that sentence? Yeah, satanic, with a homage to Zarahoff, as one who knew how to use the power of women to his advantage. LeVay's grandson, born in 1978, was named Stanton Zarahoff, Zarahoff in his honor. Mm-hmm. These kind of men were true black magicians to LeVay, not the supposed evil ones who were tortured and burned at the stake. Zarahoff, Rasputin, and Cogliostro were Satanists LeVay could respect and emulate. During time spent on the East Coast... And I thought he was going to say... Uh, Crowley? 
No. I said it a minute ago. Nostradamus. Thank you. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> That's okay. He knew you'd forget. Um, <laughs> so That's my auxiliary memory drive over there. Yeah. During time spent on the East Coast, Tony had a chance to make regular trips to Steeplechase Park, where he got a taste of earning money from understanding human foibles. He noticed many of the men would gather around what came to be known as Blowhole Theater, a spot where unsuspecting girls walked across a hidden puff of wind where their skirts would blow up over their heads, exposing their legs and underwear or lack thereof. A row of seats were set up so the men could get a good view without standing all day. Fuck off. (laughs) One day. Uh, Were they just on that one fucking vent on the Hollywood strip where they do the... Well, this is in New York, but yeah, basically, where they did the Marilyn Monroe thing. God damn it. Kind of. Uh, One day, a man leaned over to Tony with a rather distressed look on his face and offered him a quarter to sit in his seat while the man went to the bathroom. LeVay happily complied. After that, Tony made pocket money by looking available whenever one of the audience members stared. That's how Channing Tatum made his money. (laughs) Uh, st- well, yeah, whenever uh, one of the audience members started, how he does, bud. <laughs> yeah. started looking around nervously, he would step up and offer to save your seat for a quarter, mister? Now, the vague claim that he left high school at the age of 16 to join the Clyde Betty... You know what's the worst thing about that story? What? Is that I believe every aspect of it. Probably in the 1930s. Uh-huh. Yeah. So LeVay claimed he left high school. The only part I don't really believe is that any women would still walk by, by there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if they if they didn't have to. You know what right. I mean? I'm kind of curious. Why are all these men just stay, sitting <clears throat> Oh, there? they would know. Right. <laughs> They've always known, Don. It's kind of like uh, Will has a story about how he was walking downtown one time, and he was, like, walking in the street. You know how downtown they'll have those, like, horse-drawn carriages? Yeah. And uh, there was this big group of dudes that was, like, sitting uh, at the Green Turtle, like, at a table. And they were all on one side of the table facing the street. Mm -hmm. And Will was, like, walking in a full suit and everything. And as he was walking, he heard all of them start going, oh, like, in a big group. And so he stopped and turned and looked at him, and they went, oh, and he looked down, and he was about to step in horse shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he went and sat with them. <laughs> of course you would. And waited for the next guy to come and almost step in the horse shit. So next guy comes up, and they're all like, oh. And that just kind of added on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he stepped over something and blew his skirt up, and we got to see his panties. I've seen Will's panties. Everyone has seen Will's panties. <laughs> All you have to do is ask. Yeah, he's very generous. <laughs> yeah, I do think him acting out some of the Crowley shit while he was here was a little a little much. Don't you don't besmirch Sharknado 3's the and now Wiley. also I, I did not like when he came inside my zebra cake. Yeah. It, well, weird. your zebra cake didn't have any in- filling. So he helped out. He had to. You know, he didn't have a choice. It's the only way for magic to happen. I'm just going to ask you to think about the texture of that. <laughs> I would rather not. <laughs> <laughs> so LeVay claimed he left high school at the age of 16 to join the Clyde Betty Circus and later carnivals, first as a roustabout and cage boy in an act with the big cats, where, according to Tony, by the age of 17... The tiger? Yes. He was handling eight Nubian lions. Satan. (laughs) They're demons. (laughs) 
He was handling eight Nubian lions and four Bengal tigers in the cage at once. Eat my dick, dude. No, you won't. Eat my, what did you say earlier? Fucking veiny love snake? Yes. <laughs> so uh, he then became a musician playing the calliope. I don't even know what that is. A calliope? It's the... That instrument. Wow, he picked the worst one. Yes. Uh, LeVay later claimed to have seen that many of the same men attended both the body Saturday night shows and the tent revival meetings on Sunday mornings, which reinforced his increasingly cynical view of religion. In the foreword to the German language edition of the Satanic Bible, he cites this as the impetus to, def- or impetus to defy Christian religion as he knew it. It's literally, um, for anybody who needs an image of a calliope in your head, uh, if you've ever seen the, it's the, it's like the horse-drawn carriage that is also a pipe organ, sort of. Yeah, it's steam-powered. Yeah, it's yeah. like steam-powered whistles. Yeah. And you can pre-program stuff into it now. Analog. Yeah, but back then, you had to have somebody playing it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, you did. Well, I don't know if they had versions that people didn't have to play. Maybe. I don't know. Because, like, I don't know if, you know, the the turning wheels, like in a music box, the I don't know if piano. that was a thing that could either. happen. I don't yeah. know Not how true. engineering works at all. They so, were probably <clears throat> prohibitively expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so he cites this oh, yeah. as the impetus to defy Christian religion as he knew it. He explains why churchgoers employ moral double... He explains why churchgoers... Why can I not talk? Churchgoers employ moral double standards. However, journalist Lawrence Wright investigated... <laughs> what? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Just, you keep going. <laughs> However, journalist Lawrence... What is... What? What did I say? It's about Channing Tatum, and it's fine. Don't okay. worry about it. <laughs> Wait, so... <laughs> we have a group chat uh, with Ruben, Cat, and I, and I changed the picture of that group chat to just Channing Tatum's face. Okay, and that was all it took to crack Ruben. Speaking of last or Friday night, Cindy and I saw a commercial. They have Magic Mike three coming out. Oh, I don't fucking I've, care. I don't that's, care at all. I don't. No. I don't even know if I've ever seen. So that's the thing is, I don't want to see a Channing Tatum movie. I want to see Channing Tatum in a movie. I want to see Channing Tatum in movies where I don't expect to see Channing Tatum. And my favorite thing about Channing Tatum is that he knows. (laughs) He knows I want that. And he will give it to me. So, journalist Lawrence Wright investigated LeVay's background and found no evidence that LeVay ever worked in a circus, either as a musician or a cage boy. Now, in the winter of 1948... Levi- so, wait, wait, who who confirmed that he never did? Just a reporter who a investigated reporter. him. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking reporter was like, I bet you fucking didn't. Mm-hmm. And he went and researched heavily. Oh, yeah. Just to say, nah, I found out Tony's full of shit again. Fucking <laughs> Howard. <laughs> so, in the winter of 1948, LeVay began working as an organist in <laughs> bars, lounges, and nightclubs. His, quote, genius on keyboards helped him attain gigs. While playing this meme, my well, mom sends me memes very occasionally, but every time she does, they are top notch. <laughs> while playing organ in Los Angeles burlesque houses, he allegedly had a brief affair with then unknown Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I know he didn't. When she was a dancer <laughs> at the Mayan Theater. 
Now, this is challenged by those who knew Monroe. As yeah, it was. <laughs> of course it was. As well as the manager of the Mayan, Paul Valentine, who said she had never been one of his dancers, nor had the theater ever been used as a burlesque house. Fucking now, Anton LaVey had an affair with, Marilyn, with Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. At, as the same amount that uh, Weird Al had an affair with, with Madonna, Madonna yeah. in your brain broke for a it's second. The, there. The short circuit is because so you were sitting there hard. thinking Anton Levey never had an affair with Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> he had the same amount of affairs with Marilyn Monroe that he had with Channing Tatum. Yes, or so, for that matter, Weird Al. Yeah. <laughs> According to Levey's biography, they all fucked each other the same amount. Yes. According to Levey's biography, when Marilyn Monroe died, he was asked about her death. <laughs> Just like Nikki never fucked Wayne and never fucked Drake. <laughs> <laughs> he hesitated when pressed for comment, stating, I know of the people who have disappeared for having incontrovertible evidence. His reticence was understandable, however. He it's admitted, like a whole mouth movement that changes, too. Yeah. Um, it's got mechanics to it. Yes. Um, his reticence was understandable, however, he admitted. People come to me with things that they wouldn't show anyone else. You can tell the devil anything. <laughs> that, was the, that was maybe the best joke we've had Perfect. all all episode oh man that combined with his knowledge of a lost time in her life put anton in special in special position to gather bits of information about her suicide from diverse sources and other that others might have overlooked or discounted in 1973, LaVey wrote in the Clovenhoof magazine that Marilyn Monroe would the become... Clovenhoof yeah, that better was... be the name of like a tavern that we go to in D&D. He claimed that she would become the satanic I Madonna. I have a... I, have, um... I actually do use a very simple algorithm. Uh-huh. I point at one of my players and I say, give me an adjective. And I point at a different player and I say, give me a noun. And that's how we name most of our pubs, except for the first one, which is always the Sleeping Giant. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, my adjective is Fliberty Gibbet. Uh, mm, <laughs> that's an adverb, I think. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm, so, I, mm, whoa, hold on. You got to really go back to that fifth grade English. My 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 brain just short circuited. <laughs> Fliberty Gibbet will do that to you. So in that ma- in that article, he claimed that. Ma- Marilyn Monroe would become the satanic Madonna of the 21st century. (laughs) In a sense, this has already happened. This is a quote from his book, or the biography. Since her death, she has been fashioned into a goddess, immortal and deified. People are fascinated by the child, born of a mad mother and an unknown father. She She came to the public eye with no background and disappeared too soon back into the unknown blackness from whence she came. Mm. Like so many women closely involved with Anton... She remained forever young in our minds since she never had a chance to grow up. Wait, what? It, hold on. I didn't, I didn't follow that very well. How he old said, was she when she died? I don't know. I'm not sure. But uh, like, he I don't said think she was that young. He said in an article that he wrote that she would become the satanic Madonna. Basically, the satanic Mother Marilyn Mary. Monroe would? Marilyn Monroe would. Okay. And according to the, the book, the biography... Um, my targeted Google searches are so fucked right now. Channing Tatum is 42 years old because I started typing how old is or how old was. And um, 
this the thing that from the our, um book said that because she died so early, she's become deified and she was thirty six. Well, there you go. That's pretty fucking early, dude. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's an early age to die at. But before that, he I was mean, like, because I would she be okay died I, so you know. young. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I mean, think he meant early in young, her career. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Now, according to his biography. He called her a child. Yeah. According to his biography, LeVay moved back to San Francisco. I wonder and, if it's because he's a fucking con artist. <laughs> and in 1950, LeVay met Carol Lansing. They married the following year when Lansing was 15 years old. Lansing. So hold on. Let's go back. 1950. So he was 20. Uh-huh. She was 15. Bad. Bad. Yeah. But different time because he actually got her parents' permission. Doesn't make it better. I didn't say it made it better. I'm saying it's a different time. So it wasn't illegal back then. Child okay, brides. still bad. Oh. So, yeah. So, <sighs> so, yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, when she was 15, Lansing... I mean, I personally think that's terrible. I don't know. I wasn't there. Listen, I'm going to be harsher on Anton LaVey because his real name is Howard. That's fucking fair. Like, I still like some of Edgar Allan Poe's poems, and he married his, like, 13-year-old cousin. Yeah. But his real name was Edgar Allan Poe, (laughs) not Howard. So if you want Josh to back you, don't Stanton, change your fucking name. Jimmy. Yeah. Fuck his name. Stanton, Howard Stanton. I guess if you want my permission to be a Levin. pedophile, just keep your legal name. Exactly. And I feel that's like... the stinger. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. It's fine. My thing was not as good as that. <laughs> okay. So Lansing gave birth to LeVay's first daughter, Carla LeVay, in 1952. In order to avoid the Korean War draft, he studied criminology at City College of San Francisco. LeVay then attained a job as a photographer for the San Francisco Police Department, where he worked for three years. It was during this job as a crime, crime scene photographer that Anton LeVay states he came to his final decision about God and Christianity. There was enough bloody scenes to make Anton's mind seethe. I just want to point out, you see your Sunday school teacher in a brothel, basically, Uh and then also, years later, when you're working for the police, the people who you think are supposed to be there to help you, Uh which has never been the case, but sure, Um, and then you see crime scenes specifically, because like crime scene investigators don't really do much crime stopping. No. So like they have it's they're less they don't get to be violent. No, they're reactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're fine. The crime scene investigators are necessary or whatever. But like th- you do end up seeing the worst bits, you know? Like yeah. you get to see when people got killed or assaulted or whatever, mm-hmm. what have well, you. It's always like so watch a true crime documentary. And you'll see, like, when they interview the first cop on the scene Mm -hmm. that found the body, they will talk about how harrowing it was to see that body. And then watch the interview with the crime scene investigator who's like, yeah, she was a 32-year-old female. Uh, Her throat had been slit, and she had been split open from uh, neck to groin. and Neck to neck. They'll they'll talk about it like it's so matter-of-fact because they have seen worse 
Because like they'll that's... tell you about the most gruesome thing you've ever heard in your entire life, like they're telling you what they ate for dinner. Because that's how you deal with that type of trauma. Yeah. Is you describe it as fact. Yeah. It happened. It is it was this way. These are the things. You describe it very uh detached from emotion. Yeah. Because if you don't learn how to do that in a profession like that, especially, uh yo shit fuck. Right. Like is the so... scientific uh mark has a similar defense mechanism that he uses uh because he's a surgical technician Mm -hmm. so he sees invasive surgeries Mm -hmm. happen on people and he says in that moment to him we are cars yeah yeah a piece inside is machinery now and has to be fixed repaired or removed Mm -hmm. and that is that is the way he sees surgery basically yep so, yeah, so what he saw were things like children splattered on the sidewalk by hit-and-run drivers, young women brutally slain by jealous husbands, bloated bodies fished out of the San Francisco Bay, men shot by their brothers or best friends, little girls raped and ravaged. How is he to believe, this is a quote from his book, how is he to believe that there was some plan to such senseless carnage that God was in hev- in his heaven watching over with all these people. Oh, yeah. It's like how when you're a cop, you suddenly start thinking that all teenagers are criminals. Yeah. I mean, that's... I'll give it to Howard here. <laughs> that's that's a f- this fair fucking way to lose your religion. Yeah. yeah. Um, where is it? What possible reason could be given for such... could be for giving such pain and suffering to innocent souls? There could be no God. People must be made to answer to other men rather than depend on some supreme deity to dole out justice. So, um, so yeah, he believed that people must be made to answer to other men rather than depend on some supreme deity to dole out justice. No such God exists, he stated. There is no God. There is no supreme, all-powerful deity in the heavens that cares about the lives of human beings. There is nobody up there who gives a shit. Man is the only God. Man must be taught to answer to himself and others, men, for his actions. Anton saw that there must be a new representative of justice, not some oppressive, patriarchal, white-bearded God, but a new human advocate. Someone who was not removed from us and shrouded in divinity, but one who understood the torments of being human, who shared our own passions and foibles, but were somehow wiser and sh- was somehow wiser and stronger. So, so, so... That sounds a lot like, okay, now hold on. Now just hear me out. See, this is where I'm totally on board with him it, until he says that it's him. It, <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds a lot like uh, Jesus in the Bible. I don't know if you've heard about that guy. I don't right. know if you heard about that guy. <laughs> but his whole deal, his whole deal, right, is that uh, he literally... Say that last bit again about something about knowing... One who understood the torments of being human, who shared our own passions and foibles, but was somehow wiser and stronger. Jesus, too, was tempted. Like, oops, my bad, you invented the Christian savior. Like... (laughs) Um, (laughs) Where is it at? But but it's me. No, actually. He doesn't actually say that it's him, but it's... Zamador or whatever? Zandor? Yeah. Zandor. No, that's his middle name. Anton began to realize that most of our progress in science and philosophy had been achieved by those who had rebelled against God in the church or the dictates of conventional society. 
He believed we needed a representative for that revolutionary, creative, irrepressible spirit within us. Not a holy father, but perhaps a rebellious brother. I watched a rabbi on somewhere, YouTube or Facebook or one of those videos. Uh, he said uh, maybe he shouldn't be saying this or whatever, like a joke, because he's a Jewish rabbi and they're usually pretty cool. Um, at least they know how to speak to an audience. They've been doing yeah. it a lot longer traditionally than us. And, well, than some of y'all. He said, what's the difference between religion and spirituality? Which is what Anton here in this po point in the story is looking for. He said, religion is for people. Fuck. I don't even remember. He's like, religion is for people who haven't. I don't know. It's like religion is for people who something. And r spirituality is for people who have been through it. Like, it was basically like religion is for comfortable people and spirituality is for those who have known discomfort. Like, um, I'll have to look it up, but it was a really good quote and that it felt like an appropriate place to bring it up. So let me look here real quick. So Anton already knew who would fit the bill. A deity whose rebellious, passionate nature had been described by the dark from the dark beginnings of time, either in awe or in fear. Or both. Come on. I miss my mouse. Satan, by one name or another, haunted mankind, tempting him with sweet delights and enlightening him with blinding secrets intended only for gods. Satan's worshippers addressed him not as our father, but as a compatriot who concerned himself directly in the affairs of men. He was the one who could be petitioned for powers of retribution and who gave deserved rewards that a divine God would never understand. Instead of creating sins to ensure guilty compliance, Satan encouraged indulgence. He was the single deity that would really understand us. See, this, this is the bitch of it, is like a lot of the, the actual teachings mm -hmm. of like Levian Satanism. Pretty decent. Yeah, although I think the Satanic Temple's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, they're a better offshoot. Yeah. But it's... Of my satanic religions, I prefer satanic temple. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, 100% unironically. There it is. Religion is for people who fear hell. Spirituality is for people who have been through it. Is what you nice. Said. That's good. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, th this is where like I have to stop making fun of him for a second and take him a little bit seriously. Because for the most part here, like he's right. Yeah. He so far, like every other motherfucking con artist and villain in history, so far he is just a misfit struggling to find a place. Yeah, at a yeah. time when the internet didn't exist, right? And you didn't have global access to different cultures and things that can make you feel as though you are connected. And so he didn't have any of that, and so he's trying to make it for himself. And unfortunately for us. Like so many others, he went the route of, well, I don't even know if it's unfortunate. Did he ever kill anybody? I don't no. even remember. Yeah. No, 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 no. He never really did anything wrong aside from like being an annoying nerd. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you go. That's really all it's, he's doing. We're, we're like giving him noogies and wedgies and stuff right now <laughs> because he's yeah. a nerd. But at, for the most part, like the actual philosophical stuff here, he just I seems don't like fundamentally a dude. disagree with. Yeah, that's and I've always feel like I've said that before, but I didn't know a whole lot about him except for the fact that like he just seems like a guy who was trying to find 
a way to express how he felt about the way he was raised. And yeah. he landed on this. Yeah. For better or for worse. Now we got to learn about him. It's mostly better, really. Like, I don't... There's not there, oh, really Satanism some tragedy that comes out of this story or anything. Satanism could have ended up being an actual cult of actual killing people. Right. And it, The narco-Satanists. Right. Yeah. It ended up becoming... Basically, just became a glorified uh, uh, social club. Yeah, but yeah. in in essence, it's the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. But yeah. the yeah. fucking the best 60s. way I heard somebody say it was that the Church of Satan and Satanists themselves were nothing more than goth pastafarians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mom was watching. Well, a... pastafarians are prep Satanists. Here right. is what they are. Uh, it's almost like you have a ghost living here sometimes. <laughs> 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 it's just ra- randomly during recording, I have to get up and go <laughs> like, o- open a the jar ghost yeah, <laughs> to like... keep, keep the ghost happy. <laughs> I'm um, imagining specifically uh, Hayao Miyazaki, um, no face, but yeah, when he's yeah. nice. Like... Yeah. So my mom was watching an episode of uh, one of those cop shows... Like CSI, CSI or, or, or any of them, Special Victims Unit, Law and Order, one mm-hmm. of those, whatever. And there NCIS. was CIS, yeah, one of those. You know the sort, yeah. But there was this like crime that took place that looked like it was like, it was a satanic panic thing. It was a satanic panic offshoot episode, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there was this uh, group of satanists that were. Uh, meeting in their robes and everything and in abandoned buildings. Right. And so they like bring the, the leader of their little club in for questioning. And he's like, look, it's stupid that you even have me here. We're basically just a bunch of atheists that draw circles around stars. Right. Because that's how we choose to, uh, we're, we're literally consciously rebelling against the teachings of our parents right right now and i saw that when i was really young and i was like oh okay that's cool yeah and i like did a, a very early age google search of like what real satanism is mm. that's why the fucking book of satan's commandments are very similar to except more modern versions of the ten commandments it's because yeah. it was all kids who were brought up i don't know maybe in like a catholic school but then they changed towns and they right. suddenly they were in a whole different culture and maybe then but so that was my first exposure you know, to anton lavey right and the church of satanism because i the act like the satanic temple right i think either didn't exist or like didn't yeah the really satanic temple a, didn't start until 2013 yeah, yeah, so, it was way before then. Put your mic up just a little bit. There you go. It was way before then, and um, much better. I started looking into Levee and Satanism because that was the only real, that was the only non-theistic Satanism that I found. Because right. I already like didn't believe in God or Satan at like the age of I think thirteen. I okay, Howard. It happens fucking early, Fair. man. Like it does. It does. I met a goth girl. I, you know, yeah, well, <laughs> was she cute? Yeah. There you go. Uh, that'll do. Hey, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was when I was thirteen. So yeah, I thought she was the 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 fucking the best thing I had ever seen in my life since literal sliced bread. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And puberty was happening. 
you know, that that was the age that I left religion what? behind. Adolescence. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I know. Early teens, literally the earliest teen I could have possibly you can't yeah. believe it. But that was my first exposure to it, and I never like clung to Satanism because I'm like, that feels too contrary and even for me as an edgy 13 year old emo kid yeah but well it's because also like you're taught or at least i was well i wasn't taught a whole lot about any church of satan or satanists in general right mostly i think i remember asking my mom one time like are there even like i've never met a satanist are there even satanists and mom said, like my mom does a lot, uh, she said a practical answer instead of a good one. Yeah. She said, probably, but I would bet that none of them actually believe in it. Yeah. And that's more or less true. Uh, yep. <laughs> and so that taught me a thing about the world. Yeah. That, yes, there are people who probably call themselves anything you can think of. Oh, yeah. Do those people really believe in that? Maybe. Maybe not. You just have to judge it. Like, do do people who say that they are Jedi really think that they are Jedi? Right. No, they no. are inspired by the things that people say in the movies and stuff about the Force, which is essentially key or chakra or yeah. the universal energy or auras, whatever. It's all the same shit. It's just the language they use to connect to it is different. Yeah. And do they believe that they are Jedi or that they can float a spaceship out of a bog? No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think we'll get heavier into this next week when we talk about the yeah. actual Church of Satan, right. not just Anton LaVey who founded it, right. but what the church itself goes on to teach right. and what modern day satanists actually believe because you know we'll touch on satanic temple that's why i think no it'll be half the episode i'm going to split it up half church of satan half satanic temple yeah because their teachings though similar are vastly different yeah i i say touch on yeah well Well, it's rather than touch on we're gonna touch on yeah i I, yeah we're gonna just wiggle our finger around in there that's why i think that buddhism might be the best religion if you could call it that, which it's really, it is, but I don't say that to a Buddhist. Kind of Buddhism, though. And yeah. Then... But the teaching, I'm generic. The Buddhism that you think of when I say the yeah, word. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. But it's built talking in. Talking about it on a vast, like, it's, religious spectrum. And it's sure. They know we're cult- culturally conscious. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's built into that. That it is like non-theistic, the yeah. main forms of Buddhism. It's like built in that this is not. It this is a set of teachings for an individual. Yeah, it, that was the kind of shit that I was finding when I was you know, a young thirteen-year-old who was becoming agnostic. Yeah, and I had just been to church camp. Yeah, like uh, Episcopal summer camp ironically called Camp Weed, the same summer that uh, I first ever smoked weed. Good. Um, and, like, I got back, and I was, like, once once I finally, like, took my head out of the bubble, I'm like, wait, some of that shit was weird, actually. And, you know, I got back and started doing, 
you know, research about non-theistic religion. And so, like, I was reading about Buddhism and non-theistic Satanism and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that was... Yeah, it's just how that happened for me in the modern era, as opposed to how because I was a fucking weird little nerd. Because you had the internet. To, yeah, exactly. It's, and and the 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 lives and histories of people like Anton Lavey who right. did it first, so that I, you could figure I was some say, shit out. Maybe if I didn't have the internet, I would have been Anton Lavey, and I would have been like, yeah, I. Did fuck Marilyn Monroe. Well, I don't even know if it would be that, but I'm just talking about specifically the religious aspect. Because, like, he, he is also a con artist. Not just, you know what I'm saying? Like, he grows up to be sort of a, a charlatan. He's like a con artist, but he's not really a con artist. But it's, well, he's, he does con artist shit. And but what I mean by that is the religious stuff isn't a con. Yeah, because it's maybe he doesn't necessarily believe exactly what he's communicating, but it feels to me so far like he is a guy who is, like I said, trying to find spirituality post losing his literal religion. Yeah, right. Like, you know, he's going to be and and in a time before there were groups of people who had already done that. Like, we live in a time, and even when we were children, we lived in a time where that had already taken place. Right. You know? I was born in the 90s. That's 30 years later. Yeah, 30 years later, there's already goths in basement in the 90s fucking drinking Kool-Aid and talking about how, how... whatever Guilty Gear game just came out. The goths were drinking coffee. (laughs) Sure, that's fair. But... That's my point, is it's like any person could have been the person who had the a correct combination of like doubt in their own Christianity and the religious order in general, and also enough confidence or um, social unawareness to just say what the fuck they wanted to say to get it out there that that's what's going on. Yeah. You know, that that's their new idea. I don't I just, you started saying shit from Anton LaVey that I do actually agree with. Yeah. And I felt like we needed to stop bullying him for just long enough <laughs> to acknowledge that he was a real person. Yeah. That for the most part believed in what he said. Even, right. even though he had this weird fucking biography where he was like, <laughs> yeah, I had an affair with Marilyn Manson. I and mean, my Marilyn Monroe. And yeah, and I was so hung. Yeah. So as early as 1951, Anton's attitude had been formulated enough to try to seek out a group of official devil worshipers. He visited a chapter of the Order of Thelema, followers of Aleister Crowley, but was disappointed to find out that they were really nothing more than a bunch of tarot card readers who a few years earlier, wait, oh my God. Oh, my God. Nothing more than a a group of tarot card readers who were pretending at magic, basically. The script disappeared part of the words. Yeah, they were Sparta kicking fools off stairs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A few years... (laughs) um, I got there, and all they wanted to do was fucking scream fake magic words. Yeah. So... uh, You know all of the grimoires that I was reading? (laughs) They were thinking they were real. So a few years earlier, Anton had ordered Crowley's books, Equinox of the Gods... Magic Without Tears, 
Moonchild, Diary of a Dope Fiend, Sword and Song, Tannhauser, The Book of Lies, and Yoga for Yahoos. Do you yoga have... for Yahoos yeah. is now my favorite combination of words that I have <laughs> ever heard in my entire life. That's what? pretty good. Do you have rubbing alcohol? When the biography of Aleister Crowley came out in 1952, Anton concluded that the Thalamites founder was a druggy poser with whose greatest achievement was as a poet, which, uh, and a mountain climber. His greatest achievement was as a poet. And a mountain climber. By 1955, Anton was ready to quit the police department and focus all his energy on further explorations into the black arts. I'm sorry, I have to point out, Anton LaVey... Called Alistair Crowley a poser. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's fucking beautiful. The so, man who wrote this bio, well, basically Shadow wrote this fucking biography about himself, let's be honest. Yeah. And wrote shit in there like, and I was the most hung boy of all the boys at my school. Right. And I had an affair with Marilyn Monroe and all this other nonsensical shit. Right. And he was like, sex magic guy, poet, Aleister Crowley, more like poser. Can't even believe it. People follow him. He's not even a real god. God, as if. So by 1955, Anton was ready to quit the police department and focus all his energy on the further exploration of the black arts. LeVay and his... Family hosted four major parties a year at New Year's Eve, Midsummer's Eve, Walpurgis Nacht, and Halloween. Okay, so he's piggybacking on pagan holidays. Right. Exactly. Be- the same pagan holidays that basically the church stole. Yeah. So elaborate costume parties were held year round, often following outlandish themes. Idle chatter about the occult evolved into speculations about outland, uh, the efficacy of magic and spells, spurring Anton to organize nights of actual rituals for his eager, eager guests. It wasn't until much later that LeVay actually opened his doors to the public and began formalized seminars. Charging a moderate fee at the door for lectures on the subject Anton had come to know so well. Do we have an exact number on moderate fee? Yeah, we'll get there. Uh... His guests would include artists, attorneys, doctors, writers, and even law enforcement officers. Now, LeVay and Carol divorced in 1960 after LeVay became involved with Diane Hegarty. Hegarty and LeVay never married. However, she was his companion for 24 years and mothered his second daughter, Zena Galatea LeVay, born in 1963. Is that the woman that uh, wrote the biography? No. No? That's yet a third? That's yet a third. Or is it yet a fourth or fifth? I'm not exactly certain. I think there was only three that he actually... Um, was publicly involved yeah. with. Uh, it's because we, you got to include Marilyn Monroe in there, yeah. so really we're up And then to there's three also now. rumors that Jane Mansfield, but I didn't really get into Jane Mansfield because there's yeah. a whole... I mean, there was like almost 40 pages in this biography on him and Jane Mansfield, and Jesus it was just... Christ. And in the end, she... Yeah supposedly she joined the church of Satan. According to the biography, she was heavily involved in the church of Satan. Uh-huh. Her people said that she really wasn't. It was kind of a publicity thing. Uh. But the big thing is, is that she died in a car crash. Yeah. Like everybody. I mean, she was decapitated in a car yeah. crash. Basically. Diana? No, um, Jane Mansfield, uh. but her car, the car that she was riding in with her kids 
a semi truck stopped in front of them suddenly and the car basically like sardine canned the whole top of the yeah. car including everybody's heads off and anton believed that it was because um the license plate had 666 in it no it's stupider than that that um there was a candle in his house that her attorney or i can't remember what it was a guy that really had feelings for her uh like made fun of it was like a skull candle or something he's like look at this piece of shit and anton Levey said that because of that he cursed everybody so because this jock walked into the house and was like nice tchotchke yeah that killed uh jane man that decapitated her right but yeah. I didn't really get into that. Could okay. have been, couldn't have been inadequate safety regulations and a bad driver. No. And this is where... Or simple unluck. After after we just did all this work to acknowledge that Anton LaVey is a real person who actually believed most of what he was teaching, Yeah. this is where he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Don't because, give it if you can't take it, buddy. Uh, this is where... Sorry. I, I immediately have to flip and be like, dude, you're arguing that... Uh, you're basically arguing atheism. Yeah. First and foremost. But then candles lay curses. Right. So... It's just so contradictory. You don't have to believe in a god to believe in magic. That is mutually exclusive. I mean, I know I know that conceptually, but to me, it's, it's equally silly. Sure. I, I say to me. I, that's why I said sure and yeah. nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so Anton began to formalize the magical lectures, holding them every Friday night at midnight and opening to the, them to the public, charging $2.50 per person. In no time, the front chamber <gasps> Damn, of the- Damn, dog, trying to fucking gouge me over here? <laughs> so the front chamber of the Black House, as his house came to be known because he painted it entirely black. Because he wanted to painted, literally painted, do painted, the opposite of the White House. Yes. Black. Um, good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, as his house came to be known, was packed to capacity. He must have seen a red door. <laughs> Anton's lectures included not only occult topics, but esoteric knowledge, such as vampirism, lycanthropy, freaks, and drawing from Anton's experience on the um, back lots of carnivals, including fat ladies, midgets, strongmen, pinheads, giants, and other human anomalies, along with sword swallowers, geeks, and carnival fakers. Or Dude, well, you fakirs. can just like, go to a carnival and like... See some geeks. Yeah. Fakirs? A geek is somebody uh, I, that would eat anything. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, know. really? Mm-hmm. I just They're think it's geeks. funny to imagine like going to a carnival <laughs> yeah. and there's like a ringleader. Outside of a tent. And he's just like, come and see something amazing. And you go in and it's just a bunch of geeks playing D&D. <laughs> and they're like, actually, Fireball... Only does... Yeah, I was imagining... They're just arguing D&D rules. I was imagining more... Uh, Pocket protector glasses, mostly doing accountant work. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you walk in and there's just a dude with a TI-80. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and he's got a fucking number two pencil because that's the best one. Yep. So he also discussed methods of torture and various devices for pain, including methods of self-mutilation established by the Catholic Church. Sex theory. Flagellation of the self. It's, this is where it gets hokey. Yeah. yeah. And that's stupid because you've set up a cool basis of feelings about the world and about what people he feels should believe. Yeah. But then uh, your house is a carnival. <laughs> 
come um, on, man. Like, you you almost had it. Yeah. He also discussed sex theories. You know what, though? That's goth as fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, and I'm sure it was, like, probably fun or whatever, but... You ever heard of Paul Booth? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Uh, Paul Booth, Paul Jones, some one of them. He's a tattooer. Uh-huh. Or tattoo artist? Tat- one of the two. Yeah, tattoo artist. And he's also, like, a goth icon. Sure. Paul Booth. And he collects crazy shit, like um, heads, um, various types of fetusi, fetuses, fetus, fetusi, yeah. and um, all kinds of crazy goth shit. And it's he, it's exactly the same to me, because he sounds very smart, and he speaks like an old head. True. But... At the same time, you know at home he's got a literal fucking spider monkey skeleton or whatever. Yeah, but does he claim to be starting a religion and charge people money no. to come into his house and look at this shit? No. That's the difference no. for me. That's No, for sure not. But it's similar to me, like a modern day example. Fair. A less crazy version of that. Less crazy, exactly. Slightly. Not by much. Because I, I had to go through this whole bit of acknowledging that Anton LaVey is a real person and blah, blah, blah. But... Now he's doing stupid hokey shit, and I don't respect him again. <laughs> so he would Fuck also Howard. he would also discuss sex theories and revitalization techniques, including gland transplants from monkeys and goats, and recipes for aphrodisiacs. Even though he just called Aleister Crowley a poser. Yeah. Other topics included haunted houses, ESP, zombies, and homunculi. Did you know that they used to replace testicles with goat testicles? Yeah. I didn't. Why? Uh, to improve fertility. Yeah, it didn't work. It usually would make you dead. Yeah. So Sounds like it would do that. Uh-huh. Most of the seminars <laughs> were... <laughs> how do you feel about Rocky Mountain Oysters? Most... How do you feel about them being your Rocky Mountain Oysters? <laughs> so most of the seminars were illustrated in some way, and of course, the lecture on the Black Mass concluded with an authentic ritual that Anton devised, putting together elements from a number of sources. Again... To me, authentic and ritual just don't really go together. Uh, I mean, I get what you're saying. You're thinking, I guess, magic ritual, obviously. Right. But like, I don't know. There are rituals that we still do. In oh, oh, yeah. Places. I, I would love to see like a legitimate, like authentic Native American ritual performed. That would be cool to me to see. I don't even but mean it that way. Believing that it actually does anything practically is I, the part where I am immediately lost. I would say that it's really like, it's a lot like um, an authentic ritual would be the one of communion that Catholics do. Right. Sure. I suppose that's you know, authentic. It's, it is a ritual. It is authentic. It's a truly held belief of many people. Sure. And it is in my head, a r- ritual doesn't necessarily mean magic will happen. It just means it's like a meditative practice, I guess. Yeah, well, it's, I'm I'm saying ritual in the context. Oh, I'm not writing. Of a, this. I'm not doing alchemy in yeah, Full yeah, Metal yeah, yeah, Alchemist. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. Man, why did I say it like that? Because I wish I could clap my hands and make cool shit. It would be dope as fuck. I don't even care. I don't even want to clap my hand. I just want to be able to do draw circles. Draw the circle. Yeah, I'll take a fucking transmutation circle any day. They can all draw a perfect circle. I know. On anything. Yeah. Including a city. Right. Like. So I'm going to read this last paragraph, and then we're going to end the episode. Wow. 
Damn. We didn't think we were going to get this much out of no. Howard. Well, a lot of it was also Channing Tatum. <laughs> Listen. I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm proud that a lot of this care. episode was Channing Tatum. But, uh, <laughs> so the Black Mass. Magic, Mike. So the Black <laughs> Mass. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> The Black Mass was the original psychodrama, purging the participants of the pain induced by certain societal sacred cows through a lavish ritual of ridicule, parody, and satire. The subject of the ritual changes according to the needs of the group at the time. The Catholic Church, with the mental traumas that in- induced through oppression, they induced through oppression and guilt, became a prime candidate for lampooning. In order to free the stifle and traumatized from the religion-inspired psychic burdens, satanic ceremonies employed the inverted cross, black candles instead of white, desecration of the host, and the backwards recitation of prayers. Wow. I can't believe Anton LaVey is trying to colonize the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> so once Like, the- literally, that's how Christmas happened. Like he's hey, already you know all that shit that you pagan have? holidays. Our shit. Oh, it's ours now. Except instead of a log, it's the whole tree. Fuck you. <laughs> like so, one seminar on the on cannibalism and human sacrifice covered the subject in more than just words. Students were invited to partake of a cooked thigh of a young white woman. The leg had been oh, provided yeah? by a Berkeley physician who attended Anton's lecture regularly. Uh, Diane, his girlfriend basted the main course of puaka balava or long pig in triple sec fruit juices and grenadine just as the fiji islanders did adding tonka bean wine and caterpillars to round out the meal hi i have a question for you both what is there anything that makes you want to eat some um long pig not long pig even. I'm thinking of more like, is there anything in you that makes you want to eat a historical, accurate meal? I actually, we had, Cindy and I had friends who did a medieval meal one time. That actually, sure. everything, I mean, it was like medieval times type shit. Yeah. But they actually made mead for the, the meal. So we had That's mead cool. and it was all like, we didn't use utensils. Yeah. I mean, it was really, really cool. So, I mean, that was kind of cool. That's fair, but also we've been cooking turkey and shit like that forever. Right. You know, smoked turkey, braised, all that stuff. We've been doing that already. That's not what I mean. What I mean is like from another culture or from a culture you are not directly in line with, you know, like every American is directly in line with European traditions because sure. of that's how we happened. Uh, it's, but, I guess for but, me... Well, I mean, like, there's a guy that likes, uh, he tries to do, like, the the caveman diet. Yeah. Where yeah. he tries to eat, like, raw meat and shit. By the yeah. way, don't fucking do that. Liver yeah. King is his name. Yeah, that's the guy. And everybody found out he was on steroids. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, is there anything that makes you want to do something like that? Like, try to eat an authentic fucking caveman or, like, a you know, a wild man meal or no. some Not shit really. like no, that? No, it's... Well, so the angle I was going to come at it from was, like, if I'm in, like, I don't know, say I take a trip to India, mm-hmm. and I'm somewhere that they're serving without my having ordered, 
something real fucking strange to me, but it's like a cultural Indian thing, and everyone else is just like, mm, fucking delicious. This is a delicacy. Oh, that, I yeah. Like this. I would absolutely try it. For sure. Out of, like, respect for the culture that oh, I yeah. am. Even just out of curiosity. Fair for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That I would totally be all about. Yeah. Chilled but monkey brains. That's not exactly what I mean, I don't think. I mean, like, this long pig thing, this human flesh. No. Um, good. That Not that no, exactly. I don't want that. But I mean, like, the adding of the caterpillars. Because, like, yeah, those islands would do that right. back when trading no, didn't not, exist and I'm there was no resources. I'm not trying to eat grasshoppers either. Mm. Like, you know? I'm just not. Like, that type of shit I wouldn't do. No. Even if it's a delicacy. I'm not, I'm not going to eat a snail because I don't want right? to. I'll try escargot. Mm-mm, not for no, me. I'm good. Not for me. Fair. I even got to eat at La Close over here for free one time uh-huh. and could order anything I wanted off the menu. And it would have been because my big thing is I don't want to try something that is going to cost money and I not like it. Yeah. So my thing is, if you let me try it for free, I'll try it. But even at La Close, they tried to sell me escargot. I was like, you can get the fuck out of here with that shit. It tastes so garlicky. Well, you can then bring me some fucking garlic bread. Yeah. Then how about and that? I'll eat that. I think I have tried escargot and I think I actually kind of liked it. I, I don't know that I have, but I don't think I want to. So if anyone is curious, this is the last part of this script for today. The meat was described as tasting somewhere between pork and lamb with a consistency rather, rather fibrous like pork chops, but sweeter and not quite as tender or salty as lamb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with we that, we're also called sweet pork. Yep. Yep. And with that, we're going to end this episode because apparently we had a lot more to say about LeVay than I thought. Imagine a honeyed ham, and there you go. I mean, you should have figured to some extent, though, because it does get philosophical, and especially as someone who was a really angsty atheist, I had feelings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had feelings. Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. <laughs> so. <laughs> I guess imagine honeyed ham, but also fundamentally twisted and wrong. <laughs> So really quick before everybody shuts us out for the night um, or the day, whenever you're listening to it, we do want to go over and uh, introduce some new patrons. Um, we have Spunky. Oh my god, I'm sorry, Spunky Gay Jor. Fuck, I can't remember. Spunky names. Queer Jor. Spunky Queer, queer Jor. I'm so sorry. Who is actually an old patron who who changed her name and is having issues, but Spunky Queer Jor. Uh, you just wanted to say spunky queer jor. Yeah. That's why I said spunky gay. Anyways. That's, um, you know, it's a type of gay, I guess. We it's also, a good Patreon name. I, yeah. I, I love her. We also have Erling Vallejas, or Vallegas, Gore Jess, Jenny Lee Davis. Jeannie. Jeannie Lee Davis. Accounts Clerk, Angela Period. Pirate King Luffy, Lex Be Better, Aaron Rutledge, Amy Rennie, John D., Erica Ingle, Carly. Uh, Jonathan Brada, Amanda Galili, Katie Reitzel, Muddy Blary, and that's it. Sorry, Spunky Queer Joy was at the bottom. And it, all right, so yeah, I gotta read that name. It's spunky. Also, it's spunky Queer Joy. We, we see joy. we see which ones of you subscribe to the two dollar tier for a t shirt. It's fine, but we see you. <laughs> we know. Actually, uh, whatever Spunky Queer Joy didn't even know. Oh, I, I messaged and said, "What is your shirt size?" She goes, "I get a shirt." Holy shit! <laughs> pay, pay, hey, listen. Listen, I don't even care. I want everyone to send our like listen. We can either make our money with however many $10 patrons or literally like five times as many 
fucking two dollar patrons. So yeah. just share it more. There you go. Um, yeah, we need to get up there with those Dungeons and Daddies numbers, where they have nine thousand patrons or. Uh, sure. Us, yeah, we need to patrons. get talk about it. they. They got like a million dollar a year Patreon. Yeah, two town, not two towns over. That's us. Last podcast on the left. <laughs> you know, they get tens of thousands a month from Patreon. Yeah, uh-huh. they've got a million dollar a year yeah. Patreon. We, we can make that happen here. Uh, Although, all we need is your support. Although eventually, I would love to be able to be making money on advertisements. Yes, and we could figure out a different way for people to support us. That's not Patreon. Yeah. Oh, people can support us by like, share, follow, all that <laughs> shit. Segway. Give us a rate. But no, that happens up top now. But like, that is how people can support us. Like, I am unemployed. I am not on any Patreon at all. And <laughs> I have tons of podcasts that I fucking love. Yeah, you never shut up about them. I yeah. sure don't. And like, I'll talk about them on my podcast and you can't stop me. That's but... the energy that I wish for in some of our listeners. Yeah. Uh huh. I like, I, that's how, listen. I have a philosophy that has been instilled in me from day one, from my dad and from my mom, which is, uh, don't walk it if you can't. If don't talk it if you can't walk it. Don't give it if you can't take it. So I tell all my friends, it's better to have a therapist that you may not like for as much if rather than, you know, staying with the wrong therapist. I had my first ever therapy session recently. Mm-hmm. It was fucking the- excellent. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. no, that's that's all I really have to say about it. It was fucking awesome. It's I I got to go to my girlfriend's therapist with her, yeah. and uh, it was amazing. It helped so fucking much just in one little session. That's was the first I'm time saying. I've ever met the man. It's like even though, and that is that is what I mean though. Is like I have to when I when I tell people. Therapy is the hardest thing you probably ever do mentally or emotionally. Yeah. As far as self improvement, like, yes, loss and, you know, rejection and all of the negative emotions are there, but you have to consciously, on purpose, do those things for therapy, which is harder than them just happening to you. Yeah. And, uh, it's still way worth it, and you have to live that now when you preach it, you know? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that's where I'm at, where it's like I say I want our th- our, Patreons and our patrons and our followers and listeners to share the fuck out of us and never shut up about us. I mean it. That's why I know Tyler Crowley's fucking name. Uh, it's, it's because I can't even tell you how many times, like in a hangout session, Ruben will mention Destructo Discourse or fucking uh, piecemeal or small beans, any of them that I really love because I want them to succeed yeah. so that I can still hear them. Yeah. Like that's how that goes, you know? So I'm hoping that some of y'all have that energy because that's what it takes. Yeah. Word of mouth. So. This is why we said we have no idea how long the Satanic Panic series is going to go. This was yeah. supposed to be one episode that is now going to be at least three. Um, it's at least partially Channing Tatum's fault. It is. It's all Channing Tatum's fault. I was literally going to say that exact <laughs> sentence with his dumbass, stupid ass face. He's beautiful, man. He's beautiful. Oh, I'm Channing Tatum. Uh-huh. Yes, that's the joke. That's the joke that I love so much. That's what he landed on for his career, and somehow it was correct. <laughs> like, yep. everybody look at me. My name is Channing Tatum. 
It's like Channing Tatum's career is literally the Matt Damon joke from fucking America, fuck yeah, Team Force or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Team, uh-huh. oh, team, team, team America. Team, World Police. World Police, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, like the same the same way with Matt Damon where he's just content to spend the rest of his career doing cameos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where in that movie, he just every time you see the, his Matt Damon puppet, he just, his whole line is just some other person who isn't Matt Damon going, Matt Damon! And that's the joke, and that's Channing Tatum's whole career, and somehow it worked and was correct. Yeah, not only correct, but my favorite thing. So... So, <laughs> if you're upset that we didn't finish Anton LaVey today, it wasn't Satan, it was Channing Tatum, which big, could be the same thing. Big Anton LaVey stands out there, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Oops. Which, all, you know. <laughs> oops, all LaVeys. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will come back next week, hopefully, and finish up with Anton LaVey. Hopefully. Listen, nothing's ever guaranteed in this I world. I guess that's true. We didn't plan on you getting COVID. We still have one person in this room that has not gotten COVID. I won't either. We'll see. I told you I'm cursed. Double cursed, even. Does double curse, does that just remove the curse? It's like- actually two redundant curses. So like, if one, if I break one, the other one will kick in again. Oh, so it's not like, you know... It's the same ro- exact curse. It's if just you twice. always have advantage on something in D&D and someone tells you to roll with disadvantage, you just... You just can't no, 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 no. It's, it's it's more like you have disadvantage from two things at once. Yeah, but you can only roll one With extra dice. One so, like, time. if you're like, yeah, but I want to attack recklessly, for example, let's say you're a barbarian, and you can get rid of one disadvantage, but it would be as if D and D's rules were instead of that canceling all the way out, it would be like, but you still have disadvantage from this other thing, so kick in that, so you're back to disadvantage.